jocks in the pool That is not cool, I need the tools Take me to school, feet first Into this league, me first That cannot be, under the underdog Monica G Feeling a whole lot better suddenly I get in with it, win it again You're one and two in the bag and I'm going for three That is the beat down, got to the best So I keep now, y'all tread in water for weeks Now, now I'm the shark so I eat Now, look, I am not sorry I understood the pun from which I started And never getting these drafts is cathartic, so Dynasty underdog bite down up at the day and the night now easy as flying a kite now come take a look at it right now Dynasty underdog bite down up at the day and the night now easy as flying a kite now come take a look at it right now Hey everyone welcome to episode 132 Dynasty underdog I'm your host Uri Dawkins joining me tonight Willie Beeman, what's up, man? I like the enthusiasm, dude. I like the enthusiasm. I know, I've kind of been looking forward to this. I missed last week, so. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's uh, it's it's been hectic between all three of us, but uh, we'll we'll get the crew back together. Yeah, it's hard. You know, we live on different coasts, and we all have full lives. So. Yep. Yeah, we were just talking. Uh, you know, we'll probably release this this video on YouTube on our YouTube channel, which we're starting to use a little bit more, and. Uh, and get the live stream going next week when we have when we have Josh back because because I have janky internet. But yeah, man, MFL rollover week. We got Dynasty Underdog three listener league going. I mean, it's yeah. How can we not be excited? I'm stoked. <laughs> let's let's get the boring stuff out of the way and uh, talk about some news and nonsense here. So uh, Derek Carr released released before the day that they would have owed him a bunch of guaranteed money. It's kind of crazy because you know we were just having this conversation like nine months ago about, oh, they finally extended him and he's going to be there for a while. And I have no idea what went wrong there, but he's unhappy with them. They obviously are fine with not having him. And hey, you know, best wishes to Derek Carr. I mean, I think it shows you how quickly things can change regardless of contract. You look at Dak Prescott. I was looking at Dak today and his contract is seemingly something that they're locked into but they have an out in 2024 which is like a 39 million dollar dead cap it still but i'm sure they could find a way to move him if they wanted to is the point you know what i mean so there's there's always a way i think out of these kind of things to move on restructure or, or something or another so you know i talked last week how i thought Derek carr would end up in new orleans because you know i think he wants to get something done but it does look like he he has no love for the raiders didn't really want to help them in this deal here, right? He didn't accept a, a deal to move. And, and that means that the Raiders don't get anything for him other than, yeah. you know, a bunch of money back on the cap that they can use. So yeah, I think there's a couple suitors for him. He could end up in a couple different places. I do think New Orleans is still one of the top oh, landing oh, for spots sure. for him. Yeah. Yeah. I could totally see him still end up being a saint. Yeah. Just, right. Yeah, like he, he, he's, he wasn't trying to give nothing away on the way out. Like, no, no, no. No, he's so he's so uh andy i said this last last week andy dalton 2.0 it just it kind of seems like a good fit but you know washington's out there if aaron Rodgers moves on that could be a place that he ends up in there's plenty of of options out there this offseason carolina is another one that he's tied to so yeah there, there's a yeah there's a, a plenty a plethora of of options for for Derek carr though i think new orleans might be the the friendliest for him so we'll see yeah, he's still a good quarterback, so he's okay. All right, buying or selling Stevenson? I think we were talking about this in the Discord a week or so ago. I don't know where we're where we're at on this. Like, I was, you know, coming out of the draft, big proponent of Stevenson, thinking Damian Harris will move on, 
But I think we're kind of getting into the area where his value is peaking. I don't know if he's going to be able to sustain his dynasty value going forward. He's probably going to have the job this year, but we know Patriot running backs don't last that long. And just the draft capital, there's just not much to keep him tied to any team, let alone the Patriots. So I just struggle to, I mean, if I can get almost any first round pick for him, I think I probably do that. I would too. Um, it's basically because it's the Patriots, the Patriot, Patriot way. They've done that forever. Like the only guy that like they seem to keep around for a long time was like LeGarrette Blunt or something. Like Ramondre is safe because he has what two more years, so he's safe for two more years. But after that, like who knows, right? But even so, they could bring in the new Ramondre Stevenson next year in next year's draft, and that <laughs> they could. That kind of makes the waters a little murky for him. With the Patriots, then we're talking about where does he go and does the team sign him and use him in a committee. Like you can kind of just see it all building up, right? So yeah. the more that we we get acclimated and acquainted to this incoming rookie class, we might even say, you know, a high second plus a little something is where we'd we'd be looking to to move on from him at. So I just think he's a, he's kind of a, a sell candidate personally. At this point, a lot of these running backs are right now because we're kind of in a transition period four running backs. So, yeah, I don't think I'm buying into too many of them, personally. Uh, what to do with Elijah Moore? I'm going to look up what he uh, is likely going for out there in the Superflex world. Because I, just off the top of my head, like I believe in the talent. I think we talked about this like not too long ago, or maybe it was in the Discord. But I still think he's a good player. So um, I like to buy good players. I, I do feel that, but he's kind of confusing to me. And uh I do want to give a shout here to uh, Dynasty Football Factory, my website, and go check out the rankings. They've just been updated, and it's like they're looking really good, and we're making a lot of site updates. Site looks really good. Uh, so go check those out, but I'm going to reference them here because we do have a composite of four of our writers who are really good. and that's uh, You can check them out on Twitter at ChrisMiles1017, at PsychWordFF, at DocFFN, and at Force underscore Fantasy. On Twitter, those are our rankers. It's uh, Chris Mile, Matt Ward, Doc, just wants to go by Doc, and uh, and another Chris, but I don't know why I can't think of his last name right now. Um, so bunch of these are really, really good writers. Uh, just kind of looking at Elijah Moore. I want to see where he has, where we have them ranked. He's wide receiver 46 right now, just below Tyler Lockett, above David and Joku area. What are you looking at over there? Where were you looking at? Keep trade cut? What? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I was on mute. <laughs> uh, DTC, uh, Dynasty Trade Calculator. I always use it for a quick reference, especially when we have these kind of discussions. But it looks like you could get Elijah Moore for about the 206. Okay. 205. Hmm. I, I don't know. I think, I think <laughs> I'd do it. I guess so. I, I'd probably sell him for that. Like I'm looking at where he's ranked right now, and you can get him for, yeah, I guess Josh Downs is... I can't really tell you what rookie pick that would be right now uh, just because it doesn't have it sitting here. But wait, does it have the rookie rank on here? That's probably pretty close to where he's going to go in rookie draft, yeah. I would think. Yeah, I mean, so Josh Downs, we're talking about probably like the 1.08 to 10. So honestly, I'd probably sell more for like a lot of the guys around him. Like, it's interesting. I don't know. I'm really confused what to do with Elijah Moore. He's very young still. And he's on a team that could get like an Aaron Rodgers this offseason. And, you know, that could boost his value a ton. So, 
there's there's probably something there. Maybe the maybe it's pretty even value, but I I'm looking at this. I'd probably rather turn him into one of these picks, to be honest with you. That's fair. If I could. All right. Yeah. Well, you, you might be able to. I, I bet there's plenty of people out there who were really hyped on Elijah Moore uh, during the rookie draft and even after last year. Like, hey, he he did pretty well for a rookie. And uh, you know, some recency bias. You know, you might get a people out there like, oh, Garrett Wilson's the only thing. The quarterback is trash. Elijah Moore's, you know not going to gain any more value moving forward. I'm sure you could find in some of your leagues somebody who's willing just to cut bait for one of these rookies. So, Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I have them ranked pretty low, to be honest with you, looking at my rankings, uh, just my personal ones I have in here. And, yeah, I have them pretty, a lot lower, I think, than they do. So, so I'm the only Elijah Moore truther still standing. Maybe. I mean, but maybe. that may be a good thing. You like? I think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested if that value on DTC matches what you could buy in foreign leagues. I wonder if you can get them for cheaper than that, to be honest with you. Maybe. It's definitely worth a shot. All right. Uh, Devontae Smith value. I mean, this guy just had an amazing playoff run, right? Yes, and, he did. And just an amazing season. He had numbers comparable to, to A.J. Brown. It, I think they you know had similar touchdowns, five to seven. Or so. I think he had more than A.J. Brown and, and similar yardage there. I don't have it in front of me, but... I think a lot of people are super, super high on him, and I think it might be time to to move on if you have him. Like I, I was listening to people talk about Mark Andrews for Devonta Smith, and that's just absurd in my opinion. Like easily Mark Andrews. So if if that's even in the realm of possibility, and and Devonta Smith is approaching you know top twelve wide receiver area, which I think that's kind of what what it is, then I think I'm out, and I think I'd. I'd like to move on from that, but he could, I mean, he could keep improving. Maybe. I don't know. How do you feel about it? Well, I mean, it seems like he's kind of, and after the season that they both went one over a thousand yards really, really well, like he's still, you know, like wide receiver two on that team. And I don't see him having a better season than he just had. As long as AJ Brown's there, you know what I mean? Like this has got to be, that's got to be like career best, right? I think so some I'm people kind of think he you. can improve. I just I don't I don't think there's enough room for him to improve. I mean, targets are you know what what they are, right? Um, yeah, it's not like Hurts is going to pass the ball more. <clears throat> no, and he's he's not, and then he's not going to favor Devonta Smith over AJ Brown. AJ Brown's just a better talent. So as long as he's there, I mean, I think he's he's kind of capped. And what we saw this year, I think, in my opinion, I think this is probably the best we've seen of him. Uh, for the foreseeable future. So if he's getting valued at like, you know, top 12 wide receiver value right now, I think he's definitely a sell. I mean, let's check his value. What is his value at on uh keep trade cards? Good to have up because they have stupid ass rankings and it's uh, fun <laughs> to look at. Well, no, I think um, personally, I think it's fun to look at because they have, you can kind of pick out market inefficiencies from it. Like where people are way too high on players or, you know, where, this uh, data source is, is a little too high on players, but let's see their rankings right now real quick. Hop in here and see where he's at. DTC has him as the equivalent of the 106. The equivalent of the 106? Yeah. It's pretty on point, I guess. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it's probably pretty close. Okay, so right now, wide receiver 10. 
near Damn. right below Christian McCaffrey, right above 24 first, above Kyle Pitts, Travis Etienne, Deshaun Watson. Like I, I, I would, I, I'd send it. Well, this isn't. This is just dynasty ranking. So yeah, probably not super flex. I don't know. Kate, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen are the top two on this list, though. So it looks like super flex, to be honest with you. Yeah, if he's getting valued like that, I think it's yeah. Might as well. Might as well cash see out. See what you can get, right? Cash out. Yeah, see what you can get I right now. So. Yeah, I think so. That's wild to me. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I mean, I like I like him a lot. I think he's a great player. He's a good player. player so yeah. There's zero hate involved here. No, I just, no, nothing against him at all. I, I, yeah. I'm just looking at the value, and I'm like, holy crap! Like, I feel like, yeah, we can we can maybe get T Higgins plus right now or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I mean, okay. really, what's the difference between the two players? Not much, right? I don't think much. I mean, I don't think I, much like I like T Higgins better. I think he has more upside and and also where his career, career trajectory is right now. He can end up being a wide receiver one on the team, going to more targets, probably not a better team, but you know, it just could get better situationally for him. So I, I'd, I'd lean his direction. And if I could get him for plus, you know, with plus, I mean that uh, I'd probably entertain those ideas. All right. Another one, I think this came up in the discord was, do we want to sell? Uh, Montgomery now or later I mean this is a fun topic right because it's like you know what Montgomery is in Chicago and he has he's a high touch running back he's 25 years old he still has a couple years left but there's been word about him possibly being on the move being released being traded whatever it is you know moving on from him because uh, it's I think he's due for a contract right he's a free is he a free agent this year He's due for a contract, I believe. So, um, look it up. I think he's fair. I mean, you, while you looked that up, like, I think his role there in Chicago is like, from the outside looking in, it looks like everyone's just kind of free agent with, with the way things are. And I know we talked about, you know, free agent running backs and how many have been getting long term contracts. But then, you know, last year we saw, you know, uh, Calvin Cook recently, we saw Derrick Henry recently, Christian McCaffrey getting extended. Is Monty one of those guys? No, not quite. But I I could just see him resigning with the team. I don't I don't I don't yeah, I just I I would be shocked if it was any other way, to be honest, but I w- I wouldn't be I wouldn't be trying to sell him was what I'm saying. If I have him on my team, I think I'm just happy to have him. And uh I think maybe the NFL team is also, but maybe I'm just out of touch with the uh, Chicago Bears. And that organization you can't really trust anything they do, but uh yeah, I mean I don't think I'm trying to sell him or 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 buy him. I just you know, I'd be content just having him if I have him. Okay. Yeah, I mean I I think we saw at the end of the year he he was really able to kind of help playoff teams, fantasy playoff teams, right? I mean, I'm just looking at from week week 11 on right now, 86 attempts, 367 rushing yards, three touchdowns. He had 19 receptions on 23 targets over that span, 166 yards and a touchdown, right? So he was doing it both in the rushing and receiving game. You could see what he can do as a workhorse back. And... I don't know. Like, I, 
when would I be selling him? Probably now, because that's the idea that I think people have of him, right? If you're going to sell him. I don't even know if his his value is like perpetually low for some reason, and, and I don't <laughs> quite understand why. So look, if you- He and Josh get, Jacobs, you know. <laughs> right, yeah. People if hate you, him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, go, honestly, he's another one who I was looking at the rankings. I'm like, wow, he might be a, a buy as well. But yeah, Monty, I don't know. I'd almost think of- waiting i mean if i have him yeah sell now if you want to i'd probably hold but i if i don't have him might wait a little bit and try to buy him because i think he's going to be low value all the time and he's a guy who if you're you know an extra piece away like a flex or a running back two away like he's a perfect guy to fill that role i think i agree short term for cheap cool this next one's fun christian watson or george pickens can i say neither <laughs> <laughs> I, I prefer george pickens uh he just looks like that. He just looks like an absolute dog out there. Um, the way he plays, so physical, catches everything. Uh, his quarterback should improve. His quarterback did improve this year. He got better as time went on. We got to give Kenny uh, Pickett his props for that. Uh, Christian Watson, I just, I mean, if Aaron Rodgers is coming back to Green Bay, maybe I changed my mind there, but i haven't changed my stance on christian watson i was wrong on him for his production that he had this year but i still don't think i still don't think he's uh you know a 1200 yard receiver or anything like that i don't i just don't believe in the talent still and i might be wrong but i just don't okay yeah i i mean i think george pickens is just in a better situation so and i think their talent is comparable and he has more skills as a traditional wide receiver Watson more of a game breaker but what the hell is his QB situation like so yeah I'd probably lean Pickens as well Uh, I'm trying to see right now George Pickens wide receiver 24 on here wide receiver 22 for Christian Watson so you could probably sell Christian Watson for Pickens plus there's there's probably opportunity there yeah I think they're both fairly ranked there. 22 and 24 seems fine. Yeah, yeah, it seems fine to me. Again, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I, I don't love either one. I'm, I'm, I'm personally on like this. I have, I don't have any Watson. I'm trying to sell Pickens. Yeah, and I, okay. I, I think I've heard kind of people talk about these guys in a similar tier, but it's not. I don't know if I'd want to move to one and get plus on the other. I think I'd rather explore their options uh around kind of where they're at i guess cool right next to Traylon burks christian watson uh brandon Ayuk or brandon Ayuk or christian watson Ayuk. yeah so dj moore christian watson like give me dj, DJ moore. moore like <laughs> every day of the week and there he's wide receiver 25 to watson's 22 and he's under george pickens so that actually those are see that's something i would look to do go get dj moore for one of these guys maybe because dj moore is still 25 years old all he needs is that one just qb to get right and he's good to go and he's still got like four or five years left in him so he was balling out i mean comparatively with fucking <laughs> sam darnold yeah <laughs> it's like everything changed everything no, got a, right with sam darnold such a good receiver he just needs Ridiculous. you know average quarterback play that's all he needs and maybe offensive coordinator head coach you know they haven't been able to figure anything out there for Seems like years. So Maybe. poor guy. We need it. We need him to be traded. <laughs> yeah, we do. Come to the Cowboys. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, I like that. All right, this next one is also a Discord question, which is pretty cool. Um, who is the running back handcuff at the Jets? Is it uh, Carter or Knight? I, and I, I, think I, I, saw, I saw your response, and I think I totally agree with you. I think Knight took that job. <laughs> Yeah, like I think we watched him take the job from from Carter. I mean, he almost in in fantasy folks' eyes, he probably took the job from Brees Hall. But um, <laughs> but I think that it's he's going to be a really good backup to Brees Hall going into the next year. And listen again, going back to like if they get Aaron Rodgers or even if they get Derek Carr over there, if they get somebody who's competent enough, it could all kind of get right for all of these players, you know. And I think Knights are, Knights are good just bi-week fill-in flex guy to have you know injury backup dude again Brees Hall goes down and Knight proven already he can handle the load so right away that Jets team is not the Jets team of like eight years ago or whatever like it's pretty good it's on the brink it's kind of like the Lions like they're just almost there like this is the teams that I feel like we want to invest in yeah the pieces are kind of cheap I mean Garrett Wilson's not cheap but uh, you know, uh, all it takes is just a competent quarterback again uh, over there at the Jets, and I think that things change, especially for a guy like Elijah Moore and, and all of them involved. Yeah, and I think it's likely that they carry all three, Brees Hall, Knight, and Carter. I just think it goes in, in that order, and i just rather have Knight as the guy. I think he's the, the he is the handcuff to own, putting it that way. All right, last one. Why are folks so high on Kyler? So this is interesting. I don't think we are, and we. Okay. This is a good lead into the DU three draft. We can talk about, we can talk about this in there as well. But I, I was kind of chatting it up in the DFF thread about our draft and just tr- trying to kind of talk through my picks, and they were like Kyler, Kyler, Kyler. Yeah, she, right. No, well, it's funny. It's, I don't always agree with them, but uh, <laughs> they're like they're like Kyler, 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 and I'm like. First of all, I already got my quarterback. Like, not my quarterback. Obviously, we're super flex, so I could go another quarterback, and I think Watson would have been a good option as well. But Kyler, I just I don't understand why we're this high on him. Like, I think he's ranked like eighth by one of our rankers. Uh, let me actually look at that. He is ranked Kyler Murray overall is ranked QB nine, right? Eleventh overall, and. Yeah, eighth by one of our rankers, tenth, eleventh, and thirteenth. So I just like he has this significant injury, which obviously he can come back from, but it's going to impact his rushing ability short term, maybe long term. Maybe he becomes less of a rushing quarterback, more of a pocket passer. When he's been a pocket passer or when he's been a passer, he hasn't been the best. So yeah, he has the game breaking upside, obviously, but that's been limited. And if I want to try to compete, is he really a piece I want to? grab and wait on like we already heard that he's going to be you know recovering into the season most likely yeah there's just a lot there like there's just a sorry you're i'm sorry to jump on you there's just a lot there that is super concerning and we're willing to take him over the 101 over deshaun watson fully guaranteed in cleveland over aj brown cd lamb like we're mark andrews like in tight end premium we're we just we're good. I'm taking him over all those non quarterbacks. Yeah. Okay. Maybe Deshaun Watson, but I mean they have him over Dak too. Uh, okay, I, I, it's a, it's the rushing upside. I think <clears throat> something interesting. I was just pulling it up there just to see his weekly finishes. He missed one, two, three, uh, seven games. So what is it? out of ten games, 
He was QB 10 or better, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times <coughs> last year. That's pretty good production. It is. He has he has the upside. There's no doubt about it. So I think that's kind of what it is. It's like there's still like that that what if, you know, what if he is that true, just dynamic, healthy all season, you know, rushes for you know, fifty, sixty yards a game. And, you know, I get it. In twenty twenty five, because it ain't gonna be in this it's not gonna be in twenty twenty three. It's not. What was his injury? He has the ACL injury and it was I and, and I think he had whatever I I, for, I forgot, but the news came out that it was going to be longer than uh, shorter the recovery was for whatever reason. And obviously things can change, but let's just play it conservatively and say he doesn't come back until let's just let's just be nice and say he doesn't come back until week two, right? Okay. And then he's not fully healthy until week six, seven, eight, like fully back to strength, right? So you get half a season of Kyler in twenty three. That's valid. And, may, and maybe he's running. Maybe. Yeah, I, I didn't really think about those things. That's valid. Being ranked above uh, Watson and Dak probably doesn't make a lot of sense then. And no more DeAndre Hopkins, right? Yeah. What's What's James Conner? Like, I don't. I like. What is this team anymore? The coaching change, everything. I'm I'm out. Like I'm not not like. I mean, there's a level that I'm I'm totally in on, but even in in console wars. Uh, at the end of the season, when he got injured, I was, you know, fighting for playoffs, and someone sent me, I think, Dak and Jordan Love for Kyler Murray. I was shocked, and I, I mean, I smashed it, took it. Thank you. Come again? Like I, I don't know. I, I just think we're a little high on Kyler Murray because of the potential that he may never reach. It's true. And he's now hindered by an injury in what he does best as a quarterback, which is running. Fair. Okay, sorry. I can't. I won't argue with that. You, you kind of went a little did. deeper on it than you me. You did, and, and I'm, really I'm glad you that. did. <laughs> you changed my mind. Like, <laughs> I still think he's really good. Like, I just uh, maybe – I don't think he's overvalued by a ton or anything. Let's put it that way. Okay, you're wrong, but that's cool. No, okay. <laughs> that's fine. I'm wrong a lot. <laughs> I'm totally joking. I'm totally joking. I just think we're a little high on him, and I think there's opportunity to sell him. I don't think you need to draft him that high. I think there's other op- – like where you're, where he's going right now is around the 112 spot, the 201, and I think you and Watson will likely be there. Uh, I think Dak will be there almost every time. So I think that you don't really need to go that direction. But he is going falling into the second at that point. I guess he might be a value. Cool. Let's talk about the DU3 startup. So Dynasty, Underdog, Listener League, number three. Man, well, I didn't know if we'd ever have more than one, so this is this is kind of cool. But we just got underway. We started this morning, so just kind of want to go through the picks for fun, for listeners because they're involved, and for people not involved, just, you know, see how it goes. So there's some interesting picks, in my opinion. All right, we'll start out. Uh, 101 and startup. Superflex. Titan premium, start 10, flex, whatever you want, basically. First pick, Josh Allen. Not much to say there. I agree with that. Second pick, Justin Jefferson. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, a little surprising in a super flex league, but I mean, he's going, gonna go, he's going to go in the first round. I just, I, I couldn't personally pass up Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts there. Uh, so, I, I mean, I'd probably go Mahomes and... 
after the Super Bowl performance, it's just surprising that he didn't go one. But I love to pick Josh Allen at one because he's so good. Like and, he, and he's a fantasy cheat code when he's healthy and everything's right around him. And you, you're hoping, you know, look, he's 26 years old. He's so young. You're hoping that he gets motivated from this past season and just absolutely annihilates the league over the next couple of years. Yeah, every league I have Josh Allen in, like, I'm doing well. And it's probably because of him. All right, uh, next one, Patrick Mahomes went. Which, but what do you think about Justin Jefferson? You like the Jackson, Justin Jefferson pick at two? No. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, I like Justin Jefferson. I just that that's a guy like I'm sitting at like 106, 107, 108. That's who I'm hoping to get, you know, uh, in a super flex. You know, we still need our quarterbacks, folks. So I'm hoping he no, knows it's super flex. Like we, we were pretty, I was pretty serious about like, yo, check the settings and like, I yeah, think we were clear but that's fine. He got his guy, and that's okay. But hey, no, I hope it was intentional, so he can he has a plan and he's going to execute it. I'm sure, but yeah, keep going. Patrick Mahomes, cool. Patrick Mahomes, smash. Jalen Hurts, 104, smash. 105, Joe Burrow, smash. Okay, Joe Burrow or Herbert? Who would Burrow. you take? Easily, easily for me. Okay, I, it's so funny. I wish I put this take out on Twitter like you know half a year ago. In saying it now, it sounds ridiculous, but there was like everybody was like Herbert way over Burrow, and I was like, I don't know, I think Burrow's just a better quarterback. Bottom line, like I think he's just a better quarterback and more sustainable. So either way, yeah, I, I think that was a great pick. I love Joe Burrow at five, but then Herbert at six is is a great pick too. I think the next three picks though are pretty interchangeable. So then we have one hundred seven is Trevor Lawrence, which is like good for him after having the year he had last year, like. If we're sitting here at this time, exactly one year ago, and you're like, well, where's Trevor Lawrence going to be going in startups next year? I don't think we're thinking 107. You know, because he had such a down year. But damn good quarterback, and you saw what we saw when he was in college. He had a, you know, capable head coach, and uh, he's just going to get better. So I, I like that pick a lot. I love it. I think that you could have gone Lawrence over Herbert reasonably. I think that is close, but I, I, I think you go Herbert. But then... Lamar Jackson, like such good value. And I think that's you. You got your I got Lamar Jackson at 108. I was wondering if Jackson or Lawrence would fall to 12 where I'm at. And I was hoping something like that would happen. But it did not. You guys didn't let it happen. So uh, keep going. Lamar Jackson at 8. Lamar Jackson at 8. And then uh, 109, Justin Fields. When I took Lamar Jackson at 108, I was looking at Fields because he had such a great year. And I believe he's a little bit younger and all that stuff. Um, but it's the Bears and Lamar Jackson still, when he's there, he, he's an absolute stud. So um, I'll take him at 108 all day. Next one, 110, uh, Jamar Chase. I think that's a good pick. Like, that's the kind of, see, that's kind of where I was thinking, you know, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, they're both going to go in the first. But I was thinking, like, after six or seven quarterbacks since we're playing Superflex. So I was a little bit surprised that he made it to 110, but. In my opinion, that's a good pick. What do you think? Yeah, it's a great pick. Like, I was hoping he was going to fall to 12. I think reasonably you could have picked Prescott in that area. You could have picked Mark Andrews maybe in that area. But that's probably what you have to do there. You could put Watson there. I'm surprised Watson hadn't hasn't and hadn't gone yet. So, but uh, given his team, I believe he had two. Yeah, this, this is the manager who had two firsts uh, because they made a trade. And we talked about that last week mm -hmm. and he ended up getting Trevor Lawrence and then Jamar Chase. So it makes sense that he didn't go quarterback. Actually a really smart move. I think it's good. Love it. 
no no problems with it. Justin Fields, I don't know, man. I'm like, I, I get it, I guess. But I, honestly, after the uh, after the journey I went on with him last year, I think I'm just maybe it's just staying away. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's a me thing. Let somebody else have it. Yep. All right, cool. And then uh, the next pick was Josh. This is one actually kind of surprised me. Yeah, uh, he took first running back off the board, Kenneth Walker. Yeah, I was shocked here, man. I was really shocked. Like, not not that I like. I mean, Kenneth Walker is really good. I think that he wouldn't mm-hmm. go. Probably he wouldn't make it through the second round. But I mean, I'm honestly surprised that he was the first running back on off the board, and we're looking at it right now. We're at 204, and still another running back has not gone off the board. So I'm I'm absolutely just. Yeah, I'm mind blown right now with how this draft is going. Uh, but after after he went Kenneth Walker, I went Dak Prescott, Mark Andrews back to back at one twelve two oh one, and then Josh came back around with Jalen Waddle. So, so he went I got Kenneth a question. Walker and Jalen Waddle. Yeah, you uh, you had a chance to get Dak Prescott and C D Lamb stack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why did you choose Mark Andrews of it? Just the uh, oh man, so positional scarcity of the tight end position. Uh, part partly, I think that I can get a, a comparable receiver around my next pick and I have back to back. So I think I can kind of make something happen there and get, you know, two players that I, that I like and receivers pretty plentiful. I think there'll be some older wide receivers that we're going to let fall down. And I think I'm going to be able to take advantage of that. Now I love CD lamb. I have the stack in another league, totally enjoy it, but I don't know if he's going to give me that positional advantage that, uh, value above replacement right so yeah again i went mark andrews because we're playing tight end premium and i think again he's you know travis kelsey's great i think maybe after this year he starts to decline but it's totally possible he doesn't i'm just kind of making that bet and going with the younger version who i think is has top uh tight end one upside right so i was really wavering on that pick though dak prescott i felt like i had to do it i think he has top five upside he's proven that and you know, another year off the injury. I'm really excited about it. But I was like, do do I go Watson here and just go Watson Prescott and kind of figure it figure it out with tight end later? But yeah. at the end of the day, I think I can make something happen with QB down the road with the way the draft's going. So I'm I'm just making that kind of bet that I can have something fall to me I'm comfortable with at the other positions. All right. And to get us up to date, yeah, Josh again, he went Jalen Waddle. Great pick. Next pick was C D Lamb at the two oh three. No qualms there. And then the next tight end off the board at the 204, not Travis Kelsey, but Kyle Pitts. Still holding on yeah. to that value. <laughs> Man, I am. Hey, but I like, saw him again, go at the 101 last year. So <laughs> I know. I'm. That's ridiculous. I'm, I'm shocked, though, man. Like Travis Kelsey letting the man fall. I think somebody's going to get a ton of value here. But Kyle Pitts, you just, I guess you just got to have that belief that they get the QB situation fixed and that, you know, with the, with, coaching change it's gonna he's gonna get right but i don't i don't know i i just couldn't do it i couldn't do it i still couldn't do it man i really couldn't uh i think there's a lot of value on the board i'm i'm surprised josh is fading qb here he's going kenneth walker jalen waddle and he's gonna see what he can do with quarterback coming up here in the next rounds that's that's a dicey play but i love i love him he he, he sticks to his guns and and you know plays it his way so i'm excited to see how his team comes out with the strategy that he's going with right now yeah he's a good player he knows what he's doing oh yeah oh he knows it's just different than i would build it so i'm always interested to see you know what he's going to do but you're uh, you're on the clock actually what are you gonna i'm do? on the clock yeah i don't know what i'm gonna do yet i see kelsey oh, sitting there so oh, that's not the plans but is it is is your eye gonna make a pick uh 
on uh, live on the pod. That's gonna happen. <laughs> I might, we, 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 we to... can we can keep talking, but uh... trying to focus on the the, pod here. <laughs> the task at hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about it now, though. You know, so uh, I was really kind of hoping uh, either Waddle or Lamb uh, fell to me. So, but we'll That's see. Tough. That's tough. I think there's a ton of good players on the board. Grab another quarterback. I don't know. We'll see. So let's talk about this uh, Super Bowl hangovers and happy endings. I, I, I kind of like this. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize how 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 shady it sounded <laughs> until I wrote it down. <laughs> why, why is Deshaun Watson here? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, well done, well done. Oh, oh in hell. Okay, so hangover. You have uh, Miles Sanders and Juju and Ceh. Yes. So just talking about some guys who I think lose a ton of value and gain a ton of value. It's the last game of the season that you see. So I think Mm -hmm. a lot of what happens in these games resonates with dynasty managers and does mean a lot, right? So I think Miles Sanders, we barely saw him get touches in the final few games of the playoffs, right? It's really shocking. And and you you thought in the Super Bowl, they try to take advantage of that against the Chiefs. And what did we see? A lot more Gainwell. Right, it was it was almost maybe a more even split in the Super Bowl. The game before that, Gainwell took over, but Gainwell absolutely looked like the better running back. So I think as far as happy endings, I mean Gainwell is going to be on that side of things. But Miles Sanders, man, he's got to take I think the biggest hit of any dynasty player this offseason. Yeah, he's a free agent too, right? So yeah, he's a, he's one of those players that I'm I'm definitely afraid to be holding on to right now. Anything could happen. It looks like his job is slipping away from him. They have Gainwell under contract for uh, two more years. Sanders, I hate to say it, he's just not. There's nothing special about him at all. He's he's a, he's a he's a running back. You know, he's a running back. He's super replaceable. The best thing that you could hope for if you're going to keep him and can't get rid of him is that he resigns with the Eagles and just stays there somewhere familiar. I don't think that he goes on to very many teams and is just like this, like dynamic, like you know, top fifteen running back. So, oh, absolutely not, that, not that. Yeah, I don't even know what you can get for him to sell him right now. It's, yeah, I don't know. I'd probably take a second though, almost, almost any second. I think I sold him for something like that second plus a year, a year ago or mid season uh, this past season. So, if you can still get something like that done, it's probably worth it. Yeah, it's a tough situation, but the second one on hangovers, you know. Juju Smith-Schuster, I didn't think he had such a great game in the Super Bowl. Definitely didn't have a very good playoff run. But, you know, on that one-year deal, you're you're mute again. He won the game for him. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, God, I didn't uh, want to get into that whole thing. She's like the ticky-tackiest call of the of the whole playoffs comes in the final moments of the Super Bowl when all we just you could have just let him play and the Chiefs would have won it and we wouldn't have felt this way. But no, you gotta you gotta call it like Jesus Christ. But yeah, I, I mean I, he didn't have a great game production wise, and I mean you can say that he came through it at times this season when they needed him, but I think down the stretch for the most part he wasn't really there, wasn't involved as much. Still saw some injury concerns. And I just think that they're gonna they're gonna try to find a different way to help Patrick Mahomes in the receiver room than pay Juju another what five to ten million dollars to come back and and do you know not enough. So I think I think we're gonna see them move on and stick with the young guys and grab somebody else from free agency. 
Absolutely. CEH. I mean, he's just going to write out his contract there, right? And then that's it. I guess so. But the fact that the fact that he was like, essentially, he came off IR, he was essentially a healthy scratch in these games. And especially in the Super Bowl is, is super concerning. Like, I guess you got to hold him, but holy crap, man, what a, what a fall from grace for him. And, and, you know, just lead into, into the happy endings. And I think the rest of them really come from the chief side of it is, you know, Isaiah Pacheco, we'll start with him. Just like he easily takes over CEH's job. Like just after the performance he put together in that Super Bowl, like how could you ever go back to CEH as a full-time player? Yeah, he, he took that job. He took that job uh, mid-season. So it, it's his, got to be careful. Again, seventh round draft pick. Um, but I, I, the Chiefs organization is pretty smart one. I don't see them like really going out there to try to find a replacement, but the running back class is kind of deep. So they might be able to find a guy that could compete with him, you know, uh, somebody that they could find in the third or fourth round. So something to keep um, keep in mind is that draft capital still does matter. But uh, in CEH and Pacheco's case right now, uh, it doesn't matter. It's Pacheco's job. Yeah, and I love that you said that because I totally, totally agree. There is a, a more than likely chance they bring another capable back in. But, I mean, Pacheco's a good player. I would sell Pacheco. He's going to be valuable at some level. And he'll probably be pseudo lead running back next year. But like your eyes said, it's it's very possible they fall into another player there that that you know can produce and and take some touches away. So, uh, yeah, but definitely a win right now for Pacheco. I would sell him off of this game. Last two I want to talk about are the receivers, Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony. I guess let's talk really quick. I'll ask you which one would you rather have in Dynasty, and do you think both can be successful? I think both could be successful, but I still. You know what I'm going to say. It's Sky Moore. You know, I, I just think he's just extremely talented wide receiver. Uh, I think Tony's capable of doing different things than Sky Moore is, but uh, Sky Moore, give it a chance. It's a rookie. Like, so, like, we all, some of y'all drafted him with the 107 last year in your rookie startups, and you probably shouldn't have because I don't think he was, you know, that safe of a bet <clears throat> for early production. But he had a decent, uh, you know, a, a decent uh, rookie season. A little bit disappointing, but to see them purposefully use him in the Super Bowl and one of the biggest, you know, stages out there, one of the biggest plays out there, they definitely have faith that Sky Moore could be a, a dude. And I, I agree with that. Tony is another guy that, like, you know, they just put him in a place to be successful. I, I like both these guys, and I see them both having a future on the Chiefs for the next, you know, you know, four years, five years, something like that. So I would be interested in getting both of them, to be honest. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't know which one I, I like more. I saw right before the game, Kadarius Tony was sold for the Devi 111 in the league, right? Which I guess, like, call it the 211 if you want. But still, I, in, I can't even do that. In the Devi league, like, we talked to – I don't know. I don't like doing that because, like, when you talk to – to Katie Flowers, and I do kind of subscribe to this now, like they can all be first round picks because you can get really good players from, you know, different draft classes that are going to rise really fast. So I think I'd rather that first round pick. So I guess I, I think I'm selling Tony and I'm probably buying Sky Moore because I think Tony's going to have the more value. People think he has the more upside and Sky Moore is still, yeah, he, like you said, he, he had an okay, but I think, you know, yes, true. He did. It was Okay. But like you said, touchdown in the Super Bowl, biggest moment. They're target, you know, they're targeting him, and he had a huge game in the the AFC Championship where he had the return and set up the win. So, I think, 
I think definitely, you know, the the trend is up for Sky Moore in in KC. So I like him going into next year, and I think that his value is something that you can you can buy into right now. I like that. I like that take. Okay, cool. You want to hop into Eric Gray profile? Let's do it. All right. Damn, Jake's getting impatient, man. That DU three draft, they 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 don't want to wait. Um, he they knows. He knows I'm recording right now. <laughs> he knows what I'm doing. I'll get in there. I'll, I'll make it. I'll make a pick. I got, I got eight hours. Don't let me rush you. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's um. So yeah, we've been doing the the running backs, and just gonna plug the video that that we posted on the YouTube channel here. Uh, I'm I'm starting to do some film reviews, and kind of what I'm talking about here, I do it over some game tape and show you actually what I'm talking about. So I'll probably do that. I will not probably, I'm definitely gonna do that with Eric Gray. Cause I, I actually like this guy and it'll be fun to do, but go check those out. They're a lot of fun, but yeah, let's do this. Let's talk about running back Eric Gray out of Oklahoma, 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 formerly out of Tennessee. <laughs> so yeah, a four year starter at the college level, two years in Tennessee transferred to Oklahoma, had a really, really good season. His senior season, he stands at about five, nine, two, ten. So he's, he's thick enough. Um, I think he's kind of slotted or projected at this point to be kind of like a third round pick, something like that, third or fourth round pick, day two-ish. He looks good catching the ball. He had like 20 receptions uh, almost every year there in college. His his production is a, like age-adjusted production is not the greatest because he's kind of old. I think he's like 24 years old right now, 22 years old. How old is I don't know, date him too bad, but he's an older player. He's 23.2 right now, so... His age-adjusted metrics aren't the best. One of the things I found kind of on the sheets here was like his elusiveness or evaded tackles, missed tackles, which the highlights in film that I saw from him, it looked like he was breaking tackles, but over the course of his career, he just hasn't really done that. And that's something that I've been looking at more with running backs. Like I have really good metrics, I think, to kind of help predict wide receiver success, you know, just putting it out there, but getting into the running backs, I'm not quite as good here. For all of y'all, but when you look at, I think one. Um, sorry, sorry to cut you off real quick. I think one one that I do want to start looking at is I know that Peter Howard's yards per or yards per team rush attempt is actually has yes. like some has some good testing with it, you know, for predictability. So I think that's a good metric to look at. Maybe that we want to add into the the equation. So if you do look at yard per team rush attempt out of the group here. He ranks eighth out of the class. You have guys at the top of the list like Deuce Vaughn, Jameer Gibbs, Evan Hole, Bijan Robinson. Obviously, Bijan pops on pretty much all of these. I will say that on the sheets, there's nothing that stands out to me to put him really above anybody else at any really given metric. He just is probably going to be a decent role player in the NFL. He's a guy that just... From watching him, I was way more excited to see what I saw. Um, just to be honest, it was it was highlights. <laughs> but um, on the sheets, he doesn't really compare to any of the top-tier guys. He's definitely right there in the middle. Um, I know it's not the greatest analysis, but I just didn't see anything that really stood out to me. Like, oh, man, we really, we really need to look at this guy. It looks like he gets taken down by contact first contact easily his uh yards after contact per attempt is very low his evaded tackles is pretty low and uh just kind of looks like an average average guy to me 
do with that what you will. No, I, I like that. What, was there anything in the number? So there wasn't anything super concerning, just nothing that popped essentially. Exactly. I mean, he just, yeah. just, I mean, uh, just an average player, I guess, you know, t- top 10 in the class, but I can't really say anything uh, beyond that, to be honest with you. I love this. Cause if you go and look at my notes, uh, when I'm talking about his contact balance, the last thing I say is can be taken down by solo tackles. So it, that shows up in the sheets. So. so let's let me let me talk a little bit about what I saw on the film. I watched him now when I say this, like I've watched him versus Texas, West Virginia, Nebraska. Those are the, the game tapes like I honed in on and made the notes on. I'll also keep going and watch other ones to just make sure like I'm not missing anything and keep going. But I don't necessarily put those down. I try to put down the ones that I really focused on either way. So first thing to note. And I think what Uriah was saying when he saw the highlights, he's a fast, twitchy athlete, right? He has pretty good gait and above average footwork behind the line and between the tackles and a good ability to kind of get small and bend and squeeze through tight spaces. And he does have above average burst. So he kind of pops and he flashes. But when you kind of get down to the nitty and gritty, right, and you look at him actually rushing the ball and making decisions – I think there are some concerns with his vision, missing open lanes to choose a more difficult path, relying on his elusiveness and not really relying on, you know, finding the open holes, the spaces, the angles and and getting through and just going. He he does have pretty good contact balance. I, you see it against West Virginia more so than against Texas. So when I see it in some places and not that kind of the inconsistency makes me think that it's it's not quite as good. He he looks a little slighter than you know, the five nine two ten build, I think he might play closer to like 200, to be honest with you. So I'm not sure if he can hold up at the next level. And and like I said, he gets taken down by solo tackles. So all of that combined makes me think that, yeah, he's got the size, but he plays a little smaller, uh, relies a little bit more on his elusiveness and not so much on physicality, which in the NFL can get you into some trouble, I think, if you're not like elite, elite elusiveness. He has a, a dynamic first cut, and subsequent cuts so he can like plant hard drag a foot dip his hips elude defenders in tight windows without losing speed he's an average route runner receiver so he has he has the ability but average at best he does have great start stop ability the acceleration is is borderline elite i think and he he might be one of the more elusive in the class (laughs) but i think his flaws might be too much to overcome at the next level and I don't know if, if his elusiveness is that elite. Now, like, again, this class is, like, really good, but I think there's a lot of average players, and there's a couple really good ones at the top. Like, Bijan is far and away the best, and then, you know, you see Jameer Gibbs, and everybody loves him, but he's okay. Zach Charbonnet, again, like, really good, but I don't know if he really reaches near kind of those top-end guys. And so I think when I say, you know, one of the most elusive in the class, that does not mean elite. I just think he's one of the more elusive in this class, and that's one of his better traits. Last thing I'll say is he is a really capable blocker, so I think he'll be able to stay on the field. He'll be able to find a role for himself, and he will play in this league. So he is a player I'm kind of excited about. His age is a concern, obviously. If he can get, again, kind of what I talked about with Evan Hull, if he can get that third, fourth-round draft capital, hopefully third, is when you get pretty excited about a guy like this. The, The farther it goes the harder it gets to to kind of stay on the train. But right now, I'm I'm interested in what I see. Okay. For reference, like with uh, PFS, PFF, their uh, elusiveness rating, you have uh, Eric Gray, 
I don't know, uh, 20th or something out of the class. Breakaway per attempts. He's sitting there again. Uh, I don't know, 12th out of the class, 13th out of the class. So PFF doesn't quite see all that either, but what do I know? I don't watch a ton of film. I trust you, but he just looks like, he just looks like a guy. Like it makes sense. Cause he, he, I think his best traits are that he's really quick in tight spaces and he can make those cuts, but he doesn't have the, the that skill set at an elite level and he gets taken down often by, you know, solo tackles by first tackle, second tackles. He doesn't necessarily get it to that, that next level and beyond. So yeah, he has some of the traits, but he doesn't. He can't really put it all together, and and that, I guess that shows up on the sheets and it shows up on tape. But he, I think he has a skill set that the NFL likes. So, I mean, he could develop if he gets the the DC. He's definitely more fun to watch, uh, in order, <laughs> like you know, move than just look at what he's done. So, <laughs> if that if that makes sense, I don't know. He's a fun player to watch. Again, he's twitchy. He's fast. We like those guys, right? Because they you kind of like have this potential in your mind of like what they can be. If you just if you do that all the time, dude. If you did that, if you saw if you saw you know the defenders in every spot and you made those moves at the right time, you'd be amazing. But it doesn't always work out like that because often they're making the moves without a plan, you know. And the sure. best, obviously, are the ones who can who have the foresight, that vision, and can make the move like a CMC, like a Jonathan Taylor. It's it's a move with intent, not a move because that's what you're good at, right? That's your skill set. So. Cool, man. Good job. Good job. We did. We always do a good job at this, man. After a couple of years, I feel like we we kind of got a flow flow together. But um, they're super fun, and I like doing the videos too because uh, I think it validates a little bit more of like what's being seen and what I'm what I'm talking about here. So yeah, it's a lot of fun, and we'll do we'll do another one next week. Anything else you want to talk about? We don't have don't have too many trades, right? No, like I don't think we I don't think we have any trades this week, man. That's a, been pretty that's quiet a first. in all my leagues, but. It has been. I've been trying to make some moves. Du two, wake the up, wake up, <laughs> wake up. Do something I'm like poking you with a stick. Do the something. Stick. <laughs> oh man! All right, you need to make a pick here, dude. Like you've been I holding will, up way too. You long. want me to make a pick live or what? I mean, if you're ready, I don't want to rush you. I'm not ready. I don't know. Wow, that's that's wow, really blue balls. Like that is, <laughs> that's really disappointing. I can't believe you did that. You're a tease. No, no, you can't do it now. No. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you're like i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to thanks everyone for giving us a listen hop on our discord it's it's growing and it's it's fun and it always gives us like really good content so do that first like subscribe but uh thanks for giving us a listen uh follow us on twitter at dynasty underdog at uriah dawkins at willie beeman dff and joshua m goldberg mm-hmm.